Hello and welcome to the Modesta Mahiga 360 Leadership Podcast. Yet another session for you leaders. Today we're talking about increasing leadership effectiveness. If this is the first time ever that we connect, my name is Modesta Mahiga. I am a multi-award winning global uh, management consultant, executive coach, uh, certified change management, project management, business trainer. And in a past life, I was a lawyer and advocate of the high court of my dear beloved country, Tanzania. I have been coming on live every single Wednesday. This is the first one that you catch. My heart is to equip and empower executive leaders to truly not just drive results for themselves, but to govern themselves well so that they can be the impetus for not just personal, but team, organizational, and market results. And in these sessions, very different from when we meet with guests on the Modesta Mahiga 360 Leadership Podcast, these live deep dives are for you to really think through where you stand as a leader, as, as a catalyst for change and transformation and transition and results. So today, I am really going to focus on you. We sometimes talk about leadership and organizational uh, change and leadership and, and team development, but today is all about you. And I want you to lean in. If you know there's another leader who'd really benefit from this, share this right now. I'm going to start with seven statements that I want you to listen to carefully because they feed into each other and they form the foundation of a conversation today. Pray for me because I look to cover all that I have prepared for you within the hour. Let's get to it. First statement is this, on increasing your leadership effectiveness, leadership is about leveling up. Now, in most cultures, in most contexts, any form of societal um, structure exists in a pyramid where you have the majority and we associate the majority as followers. And sadly, we associate the majority as those having lesser power, lesser influence, lesser say. And then as you go up, you're going up to the leadership apex where ultimately at the very top either is just the one person or a group of very few that have the resource and have the influence and have the decision-making power over all others in that structure. But I'm going to turn that on its head and say leadership is about you, even if you're sitting in the topmost position, leveling up so that you can best serve everyone else under your leadership influence, whether that is the traditional pyramid or it's a more horizontal structure. The second statement that I want you to catch is you need to earn the right to be followed and deferred to. Also, absolutely counter our, our structures, our traditions, um, how society views leadership, whether it be at the home, uh, in the organizational context like we're speaking about, in politics, in society in general, that leaders lord it over everybody else. By virtue of being a leader, you are deferred to. And I say, actually, no, increasingly so we see that the uh teams, the uh, society, 
People now are holding leadership and leaders accountable. And they say, we're not going to defer to you. We're not going to vote for you. We're not just going to implement what you're asking us to do. You need to earn the right to be followed and to be deferred to. The third statement that makes the foundation of our session today, this deep dive on the Modest Maiga 360 Leadership Podcast, is that leadership is influence. Nothing more, nothing less. If you've heard that before, it's John C. Maxwell, the world's leadership guru that said that. Leadership is all about influence. Nothing more, nothing less. Therefore, number four, Influence then, and this is my language, I've loosely uh, defined influence, and is you motivating another to want to align with you. One of the things that we have come to, um, I, I guess, grasp now is people have to choose of their own volition to submit their own pursuits, their own passions, their own purpose, their own goals so that they can come along on yours. People choose, have to choose by themselves to align with you. You cannot force people to align with you. Otherwise you might have compliance and not commitment. If you want to increase your leadership effectiveness, you need to understand that you need to increase your ability to influence such such that a person is motivated to want to align with you. Which takes me to number five. To want to align with you then, they have to first trust you. I mean, think about it. Why would I leave my personal maybe even selfish ambitions to come along and further yours unless I can trust that when I look at the cost-benefit analysis and when I look at the probabilities of success, it looks like aligning with you is likely to make me more successful at what I want to achieve than standing on my own. And so I have to trust that with you, I'll get better results than if I go at it on my own. And then the final statement, I said there were were five, there are actually six, I, I, I misnumbered here. The final statement is this, trust then is built when followers are convinced you have the credibility, which is that you have the expertise and experience and relatability that you have the character and connection with others to consistently, effectively deliver. Allow me to repeat this one. People will trust you and therefore align with you if they are convinced that you have the credibility, that is, you have the expertise and experience and relatability that you have the character and connection, meaning that you care and you will further their aims to consistently and effectively deliver. When you look at it this way, then leadership is really not about being up there and commanding people and telling them what to get done. 
Leadership then is about building yourself up to prove yourself worthy of being in charge of the vision, of uh, supporting people and organizations to get to where they want to. All of a sudden, leadership doesn't look like being the boss at all. All of a sudden, leadership now really looks like being the servant. So to be effective, to increase your leadership effectiveness is really to increase yourself in four categories. And these four categories, I must say, they're not my original idea. These four categories, although what I write under them is, but these four clusters I got from uh, Hughes. So I'll, I'll, I'll put the details later. I'll put the caption, but there is this, this book and I've got it right next to me. We'll have it here somewhere. Uh, Leadership um, Enhancing uh, the Lessons of Experience by Hughes, R.L., and, and, and several other authors. And they have these four categories in which a leader must develop themselves. And I'm going to mention the categories, but then I will go into what I believe you would need to level up in. Since all of a sudden we realize that leadership effectiveness is about how I can level up to best serve, not just my personal, but other people organizations, and industry results, performance and results. The first category is intrapersonal, within yourself, within your mind, within your heart, within your ability. You need to develop yourself first if you're going to increase your leadership effectiveness. The second category is interpersonal that you need to develop your effectiveness at communicating and relating with other people if you are to increase your leadership effectiveness. The third is communication. A leader, since leadership is influence and nothing more, nothing less, then you need to be able to communicate effectively if you can influence people to choose of their own volition to choose without being forced to, to align with you. That then means you need to be a masterful communicator so that they indeed see the value of submitting their own purpose, their own vision, their own goals, and believing that when they align with you, they will, they will have a better chance at succeeding than if they were to do this on their own or if they were to do this with someone else. And then the last one is business or te technical uh, competency. So that is another area in which you need to increase in ability if you are to increase your leadership effectiveness. So let's take each category one by one. And I'm looking at the time here. We're doing good for time so far. So intrapersonal, that you need to increase your leadership effectiveness you need to build yourself up. Like I said, first statement, leadership is about leveling up. So you need to level up. Number one, be have a purpose-driven vision. Be a purpose-driven visionary. Why is this important to building your leadership effectiveness? Because people have to buy into that vision. People have to see a picture of something much greater than their current reality for them to say, you're onto something. I'm coming along with you. I like what you're about. The second thing is accountable. You need to be a leader that has integrity, a leader that is disciplined, a leader that will keep their word. Their word is their bond and they will deliver when they say they will. People need to be able to predict 
your character, your temperament, your work ethic, your output as a leader for them to want to come along. The third is being organized. People need to get clear goals from you and performance standards. Where are we going, oh leader? How do you want us to get there? What level of delivery do you expect of us? What does success look like when it comes to working with you? Number four is driven. Why do you personally need to be driven for you to increase your leadership effectiveness? Because you want to attract high-performing self-starters. And they're not just going to work with anybody else. I mean, you cannot say, do as I say, not what as I do. You're going to have to walk the talk. And so if you want to deliver results, if you want to increase your effectiveness in leadership and effectiveness at driving performance and results, then you have to be a driven person yourself. You have to be a high performer yourself. And then number five is resilient. Nobody wants a leader that's falling apart. Not to say don't be human, not to say don't, don't show uh, your humanity or, 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 or that you're affected by things as well. We're going to go into that in interpersonal um, aspects. That is important, but you have to hold it together. You have to have the ability to hold the space for people to deliver no matter what. When it's good, when it's bad, when it's ugly, as a leader, people will look to you for direction. They will look to you for assurance. They will look to you for maybe the silver lining that, listen, we may be in a hard place, but we can bounce back from this. So if you don't have the fortitude, not just of character, but of disposition of, of, of your um of your temperament and 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 your emotional stability that is going to affect your leadership effectiveness because then people will look at you and say well if they're falling apart if they don't have it together if they're disorganized if they don't know where they're going if they keep on moving the standard moving the needle like we can never predict what is expected of us we're starting one thing next thing maybe that's not important we're doing another thing if they cannot know that they can come into an environment where there is clarity and there is consistency and they can be supported to deliver, then they will not follow you. So the very, very first category for you to work on is your intrapersonal aptitude, your intrapersonal competences. And I've listed areas that you need to focus on for you to be able to stand as a leader that is exemplary for others to want to follow. And the second category is interpersonal. And this is often where we focus leadership development programs. We're often talking about how a leader influences other people. But what is key first is to start with the leader themselves, because you cannot, you cannot lead others better than you can lead yourself. You cannot give others what you do not have. So it is key first for you to work on yourself and then second on other people. Humility and approachability are number one. 
Why is that important to increasing your leadership effectiveness? Because people need to know that you're open to constructive feedback, that you won't be defensive, that you won't be distracted, that you won't undermine their concerns. They need to know that they can be involved uh, and welcomed in decision-making, that you do not stand as a be-all and end-all and you know everything and they, they do not. And so having the humility and approachability to say, hey, listen, let's figure this out together. Or, um, oh, wow, yes, you used to, I, I was completely blindsided on that. I had no idea. I am so grateful that you brought that up. I would otherwise not be, not you know, I, I would have led you guys wrong had, had you not pointed that out. Thank you so much. And having the humility to say, yeah, there will be other ideas. And most likely there will be other and even better ideas from your team, external from you. And to be a leader that is humble and approachable is going to go a long way to increasing leadership effectiveness. Number two is being empathetic, being human for crying out loud. Being in a position where you can put yourself in another person's shoes, not because you truly uh, agree, not because you, you completely see things the way you see them, but you can allow yourself to step out of your own mental mode to, you know, your mental model to step out of your own bias existence, because we all have cognitive biases and to say, you you know, this person keeps saying this, or this person um, is feeling this way. Let me step out of myself to hear him or her out and see things from their point of view. Number three is follower. As a leader, you need to first be a great follower. So at some point in your life, and most probably now, I mean, even the CEO, you know, answers to the board. At some point in your life, you have had to follow. How well have you followed others or how well do you currently follow others? Number one, it models to your followers how you're following others. They're going to look at how you are how you speak about your leader, how you, you respond to constructive feedback, how you um, collaborate with peers. But also it helps you then to try to see things from their point of view. You can point out things in your leader maybe that you wish that would do things more effectively and then immediately turn around and say, oh, I wonder how I then do you might see areas of improvement and immediately think, oh, I wonder if I'm also doing that. Maybe I need to be mindful of that as well. Now that I'm on the receiving end, I can imagine what my team, what my peers, what others under my leadership influence experience. And so let me, and let me try to put myself in their shoes and even anticipate some of the things that I'm doing and the effect that could have and do them better to give them a better experience. So being a good follower of others, right? And I don't just mean follower upward. It can even be follower of people on your team. People say subordinates. I would say maybe direct reports that are experts in areas you are not. They may have experience in areas you are not. That may have supported this or another organization to transition through a difficult situation as you're experiencing right now and you have not. You can have the humility to be a good follower of your direct reports 
And by so doing, really put yourself in the shoes of, of what they usually go through as they follow you and look at how you lead, look at how you communicate, look at how you conduct yourself, look at how much time, lead time you give them uh, between project, uh, you know, commencement and, 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 and when you want to deliver. And maybe you can adjust a couple of things simply because all of a sudden right now you put your, yourself in the mind frame of a follower and, and appreciate that when you're on the receiving end, there's certain things you would truly uh, want to be done differently for you to succeed. The fourth is resourceful. People want a leader who not only says, this is what we're going to do, please have it done by this deadline, but you can actually also do, you know, offer the, equip people in training, uh, equip people in resources, equip people timely so that they can do what they need to do. So if you want to be an effective leader, it's not just about how well you can communicate what needs to be done by when, but it's also how well you can equip people to then be able to do that. That increases your leadership effectiveness. If you cannot be resourceful, if you cannot get the budget, if you cannot make your 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 point in the excom uh, committee, for instance, why this needs to be deviated to your team to do that? Why that resource person uh, must come here, and you're always losing out, and you're unable to further their aims and unable to defend uh, your causes then that decreases not just your, um, your influence, but that actually decreases the output of from your organization. So being resourceful is a really, really key piece to increasing your leadership effectiveness. Another is mentor leadership. There is nothing like sharing the leadership seat, sharing leadership responsibility and accountability with others. And so there's one place for training and possibly uh, another place uh, for, for uh, you know, on-the-job exposure, but there is nothing like you, the leader, mentoring and coaching your people, which is why I think every leader needs to have coaching skills. Coaching your people so that they're not just equipped, but they're also empowered to grow, to influence results, and to have the power to make decisions without waiting for bureaucratic processes where you must go through everything and approve everything. There's certain things, leaders, truly. There's certain things that you can delegate and just have the entire machinery moving fast, and it doesn't require you. You do not have to be there for everything. Of course, we understand there's ERP systems uh, that, that, that have checks and balances. We respect that. But there are things that you can mentor and you can coach and you can support, equip and empower and delegate Power and authority, not just duties, power and authority to your people to be able to deliver. That increases your leadership effectiveness. Why? Because now the team can run even when you're not there. Now everybody knows what needs to be done and everybody catches the vision. They're not just doing what's on the job description and their duties. They are taking ownership of team results, of department results. They're taking ownership of your portfolio and being able to run with it without you necessarily always having to be there and helping them with that. And then number six, recognition all the time. Recognizing when a person does something right, recognizing that publicly, recognizing that, that frequently, um, and, and where there's a challenge, you know, pulling them on the side and having a conversation with them. Is it that they, you know, they're going through something 
in their personal lives, you guys know I talk about 360 leadership um, uh, development. Is this they're going through something in their personal lives that's affected them in the workplace? Is there tension on the team? Um, is is there uh, is it a is it an ability? Is is it a skill uh, or a knowledge uh, issue that you, that they need help with? So it's important as a leader in in this interpersonal relations area to really. Be mindful of recognition. Some people say, I, I kind of, you know, they're doing their job. They're doing their job. I'm not going to pat them on the back each other. They do their job. But you would be surprised as to how far. It doesn't always have to be formal. But you can, even if you're you're passing by uh, the office and there's several people together and somebody's doing something well, to immediately, you know, point that out. By the way, guys, yesterday at that client meeting, at around 45 minutes, I thought we lost that. But when you came in and then you supported him with that point, that thing turned everything around. I have to say thank you. I mean, what you two did, things like that, maybe this is by the water cooler, that matters. Third category, I'm looking at our time here, communication. Listen, I know we're categorized as introverts and extroverts. Believe it or not, I'm an ambivert. I am both. Although when I show up, I show up and I sound like an, an extrovert all the time. But it is important. It cannot be escaped. And this one cannot be delegated. You as the leader need to be an effective communicator. And so I'm going to share some of the areas that you can be effective. And I'm going to urge you to please take action. And I've got two, two suggestions of what you can do. So first of all, always know your agenda. Always know your audience. Always know the messages that you want to communicate and always know the call to action. Some things are on a need-to-know basis. Some things really, they, they, they go without saying. So think through what is it, what is, what is the outcome that I want to achieve? Who am I speaking to? Are they the right person to do something about this? Would somebody, would it serve me? the team, our unit, the organization better if we had a different audience that is privy to this. Maybe I need to bring in a couple of people that we work with cross-functionally. So you're going to think about the outcome. What is my agenda? What is the outcome that I want to achieve? What is the audience that needs to be privy to this? Not everybody has to be CC'd on everything. Not everybody has to come in on everything. What are the key messages that if they hear nothing else, this they hear? What is it that I want them to leave with? And most important, so what that I'm communicating? What is the call to action that I'm giving them? Sometimes, and I, you know, I just, I just got to say that I, um, I'm guilty of this as well, right? I, I, I can speak and I can speak and, you know, you feel like, yeah, I'm charging the troops. I'm, I'm a visionary leader, transformational leader, you know, motivating. And sometimes you're just wasting people's time. They could best spend this time doing what you ask them to do. And since the deadline is 5 p.m., right? So really think through why you're communicating. Think through who you're speaking to, what they need to know, not everything, especially what they need to know to make a decision. And what specifically do you want them to do about that? So it's key to be effective in your communication. And then something else that is often lost is never underestimating the frequency with which you need to communicate something. 
sometimes we do maybe a town hall and we've had one huge launch communication and then maybe a month later, you know, something else is said, but people may need to hear from you more frequently and not necessarily you, but that which you have set in motion, they need to hear that again. So whether you're going to get creative and you're going to put a mural, whether you're going to have uh, managers or you're going to have supervisors uh, sharing that, whether there's going to be a, a spoke, well, sorry, a focal person uh, that's going to uh, really be a champion for that agenda. Do not underestimate the frequency with which people need to hear for them to internalize, for them to own, and for them to run with something. So you want to increase your leadership effectiveness, increase your communication uh, competencies, and not just in being clear about what it is you want to communicate, who you're communicating to, what you want them to know, and what you want them to do, but also the frequency and the medium. We have learned now there's so many uh, communication styles and communication preferences and language. Some people will read and they're good, send them a memo. Some people would rather have video. Video is always more effective. Uh, some people would rather have it in their native language, have that translated or, or you know, into that language. Uh, some people would rather really have uh, infographics and, you know, they, they'll, they'll go through uh, the data and, and, and a couple of, you know, um, animated cartoons, they've got it. So think through not just what you're communicating, do not drone on and on and on. I'm doing this now, I'm on a leadership podcast. But you're going to look at who you're speaking to, how much else is already going on in their minds? How are you going to communicate? Are you just going to bullet this through? Are you going to tell a story? Are you, what are you going to do? How you communicate, how frequently you communicate really goes a long way to increasing your leadership effectiveness as well. And when you do communicate, when you know your agenda, you know your audience, you know your messages and what you want them to get out of it, what you want them to do by the time you're done, you're going to be clear. You're going to be concise on a need to know basis. I often say, say what you want to say, and then do not say anything else, because then you will dilute that message. You will take that away, which is why people will tell you, so I've got four points. And then later they will summarize. So these were the four points why they want to make sure of everything else that I've said today. This is what you take away. People might say, lean in. Somebody else might say, if you heard nothing else today, somebody else might say, this is the one thing I want you to take away. Why? Because you may have said a lot in between and maybe made people laugh and that's, that's good too. But you truly want them to leave with something. So be clear, be concise, be compelling. Storytelling is a powerful, powerful tool to increase your leadership uh, communication and your leadership effectiveness. And so get on a storytelling course. LinkedIn has enough. Join Toastmasters. I would highly recommend anyone who wants to not just increase their communication effectiveness, whether it is presentation, public speaking, uh, meeting, um, moderation, facilitation, but also as a leader, because in Toastmasters, you get opportunities to lead different segments or to lead the meeting. 
I would highly recommend that you invest. If you want to increase your communication effectiveness as a leader, invest in the Toastmasters Club. Number four in communication is wielding power. Part of communication, when I said communicate concisely, communicate clearly, communicate compellingly, you can wield power. You can influence other powerful actors to come alongside you, to allocate resources to you and your people, to give you access, to overturn a policy, to change direction, to extend a grace period. Understand that wielding power is a critical component of increasing your communication effectiveness and your leadership effectiveness. Use your power as a leader. Communicate it in what you say, in how you act, how you behave, how you are with others. Use your power as a leader to create opportunities for others. Use your power as a leader to challenge people to grow. Use your power as a leader to pound the table for something that you believe needs to be done, needs to be done differently, needs to be stopped so that people and organization and even the market can do better. Part of leadership, since leadership is influence, is knowing how, when to use your power. Knowing who else has power. Knowing how to share power, how to defer to power, knowing how to pick your battles so that when you need the social capital for others to come behind you, you have their support. Knowing when to say, look, this is an ultimatum. Either we have it this way or we're not doing it at all. Because what you're asking me and my team to do is going to sabotage us. It is setting us up for failure. And I am not going to ask my men and women to go through that. Part of increasing your leadership effectiveness is knowing how to wield power. And then number five, I have put recognition once again in communication. I put it on interpersonal relations, but I've also put it in communication because it is key to communicate. If you want to not be a one-hit wonder, if you do not want to stand on your own, you want others to, of their own volition, align with you because you have positively influenced them, then you're going to want to recognize others. You're going to want to recognize another colleague from another department that maybe uh, seconded someone to you. You're going to want to uh, recognize the budget that was that was passed last minute, although there were so many changes, but still the board passed this budget and now you're able to continue with these programs with, without disruption. Make it a habit to recognize, to recognize publicly, to have the language to use, to truly elevate all the partners that come together internally and externally to make you as a leader, your team, the organization a success. Robert Valencier says, good. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. The last category, the last area in which you need to increase your leadership effectiveness is the business, the technical acumen. 
leaders, I know we are often in our silos, our technical silos. I am an expert. I'm a subject matter expert. I am, you know, and, and we, we associate ourselves with the technical areas in which we have uh, studied or maybe we've, we've advanced our career thus far. But when you're in leadership, and my assumption here is I'm speaking to at minimum director level and executive leadership. It is key for you to broaden your range of exposure and expertise. So I would say, build your business administration competencies in strategy, operations, finance, supply chain, customer experience, Beyond what you do in your technical function, it will increase your leadership effectiveness if you can speak to things beyond your job description. I think it is now a given. Now, whilst I would recommend a business degree, I am currently laboring under one, you may not have to do an entire degree. You could get certifications. I remember being on a board uh, with a person who was in philanthropy and fundraising, and she did a certificate program in financial management because she felt that would complement uh, her portfolio, complement what she was doing, and she needed to build that skill. So you may know where you're not so strong at, and maybe, yes, you defer to colleagues. You don't have to learn everything, but if you want to increase your leadership effectiveness, there are some key areas you cannot avoid knowing if you're a leader, especially if you are a um, head of department or C-suite leader. Number two is professional development. There may be licenses and certifications, especially, you know, as, as, as time goes and there's industry advancements and developments and, and, and uh, maybe new applications or maybe new standards and best practices to increase your leadership effectiveness. Don't just say, you know, I'm, I'm sitting on this leadership seat. I mean, I've already made it. I am here. I am the CEO. You want to be relevant. Find out the... And, and, and sometimes it's really just a refresher or sometimes it's really just an update of your program, right? We get updates. Our phones let us know that we need to update. Sometimes you need to update, um, you, you, you need to incorporate the latest updates into your current system. And so get the certifications, get the licenses, not just to take and say, I've enhanced my personal profile. Remember, leadership, leadership is about leveling up so that you can you can influence others well, so that you can serve others well, both people and the organization. And so level up your professional development in gaining industry certifications and licenses. You can also increase your industry. Now, not just for your organization, your industry relevance as a leader. You want to increase your leadership effectiveness Please be relevant beyond your organization. My goodness, this is an entire other podcast episode. You want to increase your leadership effectiveness. Please think beyond your position and the organization. Think industry relevance. Now, most people think about this when they're looking for the next opportunity. 
When they're looking for the next level opportunity, all of a sudden, they will want to brush up their CV to see how well they compare. I would recommend live ready. Join professional associations. Join cross-functional teams. Get international experience if there's a sister company that you can be seconded to somewhere else. Join masterminds of other leaders at your level and maybe not necessarily in your, in your technical field. And get to learn from each other, get to um, troubleshoot, get to brainstorm, uh, get to uh, discuss a case or share one of yours that's been challenging and hear from other peers how they've approached similar challenges. If you want to increase your leadership effectiveness, you're going to want to be relevant in your industry. Join board of directors. You may Come on board for your technical area, but being in the room with other people at that level, you're going to hear the um, the workings of so many other so many other areas that must come together for an organization to be governed well. And so, serving on a board of directors or a steering committee uh, or an, an independent um, governing body is such a rich deep and and credible way to increase your industry relevance, to hone your skills in your field, but to also adopt those business administration, those business management skills that will always, always level you up as a leader. And then finally, thought leadership, number four. Make sure you expose, uh, you, you share what you know in your industry whether that's speaking, that's publishing, uh, you're going to decide to maybe teach a class at, at a college somewhere. These are ways to increase your leadership effectiveness. Remember, you are building yourself up so that you're more relevant, you're more effective, you're more credible, you're more relatable. Uh, you are abreast with what is important for your teams, your, your department, for your organization to move ahead. So these are the four categories that I looked at today. If you wanna increase your leadership effectiveness, you have to increase your intrapersonal competencies. Number two, you have to increase your interpersonal between people competencies. Number three, you wanna improve your communication effectiveness. And number four, your business or technical savviness. Because leadership, is about leveling up. It is about understanding that I am here to serve others who must choose by themselves, not because they have been forced to, they choose by themselves to align with me. They choose to submit their own visions and their own, uh, their, their own um, preferred ways of doing things to what we could do together. And I must honor them. I must respect them. And I must not waste their time by being a mediocre leader, by being a person who, who is not easy to get along with, by being a person who is not resourceful and can open doors and can, 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 can shut off others and remove barriers, by being a person who cannot who cannot clearly, concisely, and compellingly communicate such that we're unable to get the resources and the support we need to move forward. 
by being an ir irrelevant leader that does not know industry or global developments, that does not know what others are doing and cannot benefit from anything except their own experience and their, and, and their own degree, which they got uh, 25 years ago, right? This is how you're going to increase your leadership effectiveness. I want to thank you for joining me today. So I have done, I think, five sessions now, and, and, and I mean to continue with these. If you haven't already, subscribe to the Modesta Mahiga 360 Leadership Podcast. We are on Apple, we're on Google, we're on Amazon, we're on Spotify, and most recently on YouTube, Modesta Mahiga 360 Leadership Podcast. If you think, Modesta, I truly need support with increasing my leadership effectiveness. I'd like to welcome you. I have a nine-month global executive leadership program, a global executive coaching program that will support you, first of all, to identify the areas in which you need most help with. Because if you're like me, you're going to find a lot of areas that need help. Then we'll work on a tailored personal leadership development plan to help you work on the goals that are key to you being able to increase your leadership effectiveness in that area you identify. So if you're interested and would, you know, thinking I, I, I want to invest in myself, then DM me and we'll get back to you with the nine month uh, program and we'll see you inside the program. But for those who want to continue with these deep dives, please do subscribe to the Modesta Maiga 360 Leadership Podcast and we'll continue together. If you have a topic, if you have a topic you would like us to address, please share it in the chat to this video or share it with us on DM on Modesta Mahiga LLC uh, page on LinkedIn. And we will address that either as an entire topic or I will have one day where I'm just doing a Q&A answering questions. If you don't feel like typing, send in a video, send in a voice note. We'll actually share these in upcoming uh, podcast episodes for people to hear shout outs from you, suggestions from you, even even thoughts on, 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 on how what we've shared and what we're doing has impacted you, we would welcome all of those. So thank you again, and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Bye.